When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the reigning, defending, 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 undisputed, universal, heavyweight champion, Wildcat Radio 2.0, bear down, you beautiful people. What's up, everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Barry, and the brackets are here. Finally, the games. <laughs> well, Brett, I'll put it this way: Arizona lost what six games this season, and everyone was like, "What are you? What are you doing? That's disappointing." But none of them were like, "My God, how could you?" Know, it wasn't so bad because there was always another game, right? Like there was more basketball to be played. Okay, so you lose to ASU, whatever. There's more games to be played. You lose to Stanford. Who cares? There's more games to be played. Well, now they're at the point where the next game they lose is the last game of the season. Arizona, a two seed. Let's go. So officially, Adam, Arizona will not lose two games in a row this season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by 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 the math. Um, yeah. I mean, after after a pretty uh, thrilling Pac-12 tournament run, we're we're ready for March Madness. I think that the game against UCLA was a instant classic. You know, looking at the brackets, at least initially, I don't hate it. Um, you know, I mean, Alabama, I think is, you know, maybe the toughest, you know, path to the final four, but if you're facing Alabama in the elite eight, you know, things have already gone gone well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am super excited to have my heart broken probably, but (laughs) But you got a birthday coming up. So therefore it's got time for a tradition unlike any other, but I, I, we talked about the Pac-12 tournament a couple weeks ago and what we were expecting or hoping to see from Arizona. And obviously they they won the Pac-12 tournament, which was nice. Right. My thing was, I tweeted out right before the Stanford game. I don't care if they win or not. I just want them to leave healthy. And of course, Kirk Creasa hurts his shoulder in their first game as he is, you know, want to do, apparently just gets hurt in the Pac-12 <laughs> tournament and cut his hand against UCLA. But, you know, in that tournament, I don't know if people were down on Arizona. I don't know if winning those three games and winning the Pac-12 tournament makes people feel like, okay, they're back. They've got it figured out. But Arizona showed everything over the course of those three games, right? The offense was just clicking against Stanford and ASU. Like, they just couldn't keep up. ASU especially, they probably had tired legs in the second half. The threes they were making in the first half stopped falling and they couldn't hang with Arizona, as that should have been every time they played this season. You get to UCLA, who is down two starters, right? They were down Bona. They were down Clark. Clark's not coming back this season. But it was similar to the game in Tucson. It was a tough game, you know, kind of back and forth. Arizona trailed for most of it, actually. But unlike a lot of the games this season, one thing I wanted to see them do was be down in a game and still fight through it, make the plays, and win. They did that in this game, right? They, They were not in control of this game for most of it, but they got the lead late. Courtney Ramey, great shot. I mean, geez, his only make of the game. Then they got a stop. Well, I guess they committed a foul, a touch foul. That sent Tiger Campbell to the line, got the rebound. But like, they won a close game where they weren't 
superior to the opponent. Like you say, he's really damn good, but they had to earn it. They really had to make plays, get stops to win this game, and they did. Yeah, and you know, people will point to UCLA, you know, missing a Dembona. Um, I'm blanking on the the guy who tore his Achilles. Jalen Clark, and it, it helps. Clark, you know. Like they're yeah. a much better team with those two guys, no question. Well, but, and then you know, some UCLA fans will be like, "Well, they fouled out the big guys," and it's like, "Yeah, but that was literally the game plan." Yeah, that's what Arizona can do. <laughs> like, well, and that was literally what they were trying to do and did. Um, yeah, so it was a. Uh, it was a, it was a started off as a you know just pure rock fight for the first you know half of the well, first people half. People say rock fight. That assumes like some people are getting hit by rocks. Like I no mean, one was making into connecting on anything. It was <laughs> it was yeah it was a it was it was it was it was a brutal first couple minutes and then it kind of picked up a little bit and then boy a, a kind of thrilling finish. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's. It was it was it was it was reminiscent of the game in Tucson against UCLA mm-hmm. where it was UCLA's style and Arizona still beat them at their game, which is interesting that in the in the game uh, in LA that UCLA beat Arizona playing their style. So <laughs> you know maybe maybe that narrative should be put to rest a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was you know it it it, it certainly prepared Arizona I think for uh, you know these games here because UCLA. Even down Jalen Clark, even down at Dembona, they're still really physical, really good defensively. I really respect the hell out of their their team in terms of how they play defense, and that's the perfect tune-up for you know March. Uh, maybe not in the opening matchup. I don't think that's going to be the talent level or the physicality of a UCLA. But if Arizona goes, you know, to the approaches the promised land as we all hope they do. Uh, they're going to need that experience to draw from, and even even getting guys like Adama Ball and uh, Henry Basar in in the game for even a couple minutes, you know, maybe that pays off down the stretch. Unlikely. I know Tommy Lloyd even said after that he was like, "Well, they played because we had foul trouble, but it's hard to get these guys minutes because we need our seven man rotation." But certainly, I, I feel like there's some level of thought. Some people think when you don't want to go into the NCAA tournament like a 15 game winning streak, right? Because it's hard to win 21 straight, for example, or a double. You're like, yeah, Arizona's going in on a three game winning streak. They lost to UCLA just like a week ago. They lost to ASU the week before that. So it's not like they're coming in necessarily playing the best basketball of their season, but they're also not necessarily playing the worst. Like they're not playing bad. Obviously, you don't win those three games in three days unless you're playing pretty well and doing what you have to do to win. And yes, Arizona showing that they can win that ugly drag it out style. Like everybody talks about UCLA's defense. Well, Arizona held UCLA to 59 points in this game. And, like, and it's not like Bona is their an offensive star. Jalen Clark is this great offensive player. Like those guys matter. And what they played in this game, it might've gone differently at the same time. Those guys played against Arizona and Tucson and Arizona won. So what we've seen, and we saw it again in the tournament, and it's been the case all season, Arizona can play a lot of different styles and win. It's prettier when they score 85 points, when they shoot 48% from the field, they're getting to the free throw line and making their free throws and all that, but they don't have to play that way to win. And that's why, you know, it's also just nice to win in the Pac-12 tournament. Like, I don't say they're Pac-12 champions. No, you say won the Pac-12, but Arizona won the Pac-12 tournament, and it just shows that greatness. Where it's it's the silliness of this team when you say when they when they're focused, when they really care, they're really tough to beat. And apparently, they cared enough, and they were really tough to beat in this tournament. They played, they looked some of their best basketball that they have in you know a month or two. Well, you know, you know who was really focused and really cared, maybe more than anybody on that court against UCLA. The guy that I've no, the guy that I've called the barometer, Pella Larson. Oh, he had a good he had a good Vegas run. He had a good tournament. He, he was his defense on Jaime Hawkes. A few a few uh, plays were just you know stifling. 
right? And he came, you know, I think when Arizona was down, he came in and kind of, you know, raw rod the team a little bit and had a had a, had an edge to him that I think he, he needs and this team needs to be to be as good as they can be. Um, so you know, I I'll, I've uh, I've built the narrative at least on this pod of Pella Larson as the barometer, and I am sticking with it because I think he's going to help dictate uh, where Arizona goes almost as much as you know, <laughs> Tubelis. I think I think I think Tubelis can feed off of Pella Larson's uh, intensity sometimes, and I think that when one or the other is not very intense, uh, I think it can bring down the other one. So those are the two key guys as we as we get into the March Madness tournament in my mind. Yeah, but I think from what the tournament, like kind of putting a bow on Vegas for the Arizona men's basketball team, Umar Balo started to look more like the Umar Balo from earlier in the season, an offensive player, right? The rebounding has been there, but he was active. He was effective. He was, dare I say, dominant down low. Teams could not handle him. Like if he could make his free throws, oh boy. Like that's, <laughs> I don't yeah. remember him being that bad of a free throw shooter earlier in the season, but wow, has he just been... He's lived up to his percentage over the last. No, <laughs> <laughs> so one thing. One thing. Omar Umar Ball has been doing the least the last couple of games. He's been uh, maybe feeling himself a little too much when he gets the ball fifteen feet away and think he's going to be doing dribbles. Well, he probably moves. shouldn't be getting the ball fifteen feet away in that position. That's no, <laughs> no. But it, what has he got? Three charges in the last two games, and like everyone was legit. <laughs> it's like it's. Hard, I want to argue with him. I'm like, nope. Yep. That's, like, that's should have yep. done that. <laughs> like that, that. That wasn't it. <laughs> I mean, he. I, th- I think he's. I think Umar ball sometimes mistakes the fact that i think he can actually handle the ball a little bit and is fairly nimble but he is a large man that does not move very quick so a guy can step in front real easy he's a very skilled offensive player especially for a guy his size but you look at his tournament 24 and 6 against stanford 14 and 10 against asu 13 points eight rebounds two blocks against ucla he was the umar balo from earlier in the season and when you have that and he's playing at the same level as like azulis tubelis was playing great too you know, when you have those two guys, when Arizona was at their best earlier in the season, it was the two bigs just dominating down low, getting to the, to the free throw line, getting them in the bonus, and scoring points. Easy bucket after easy bucket. Dunks, hook shots, putbacks, whatever it was, those guys were doing it. Well, they did that in the Pac-12 tournament. Now, that's Stanford, ASU, and UCLA, but they did that. And Balo hadn't been that guy. Tubelis went through that rough stretch, you know, later in the season. If those two have kind of snapped out of their functions, if Balo's maybe healthy finally, and Tubelis is just got his got his crap together, you know, like he looks like a different player heading into the tournament than he was last season. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of guys where, you know, we're going to talk about the turn after a break here, Arizona's matchup, but Tubelis and Balo are the advantage that Arizona has over pretty much everyone they're going to play. Most teams are not going to have two seven footers as skilled as they are to hang with them. But you add that the good guard play they've gotten, like timely shooting by Creesa by Courtney Ramey, Kylan Boswell. It's more of a complete team than maybe last year's team was at this time. And I just find that interesting going into the tournament with the way they're playing and the, what the type of roster they build, the type of style they're playing with. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll quibble a little bit with the the guard play. I mean, the, last, the guards weren't great against UCLA. No, uh, they weren't. They, they, you know, and they, they've been inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's one similarity with last year's team, also with the Pac-12 tournament, where Kirk Carissa got an injury in, in early in the Pac-12 tournament, and, and you know instead of sitting out the games, he's been playing through it, but clearly at least affected at least a little bit by the shoulder. But the difference is is uh, the difference between this year's team and last year's team is you know, I'm not sure there's a drop off with the way Kylan Boswell is playing right now. He's been coming on you know the second half of the season, but especially in the last month, I mean he's he's he does not look uh, the moment doesn't seem too big for him. 
And I actually think you're going to see even more of uh, of Kylan Boswell as we as we as we go into the tournament because why wouldn't you? He's been looking like an NBA guy down the line. And have I ha, have you heard he's 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 still 17, Adam? Whoa! So you'd think that would come up on a broadcast or something that he's 17 years of age. Now, I I don't think Arizona has the best guards, but they're in a much better situation at the point guard and even you could say off guard. Because there's, there's no Ben Math or any he's a shooting guard, a small forward, whatever. Obviously, he was great. Dale and Terry's great, but the ball handlers on this team, the Creesa, Ramey, Boswell, that's I'll take that because no, like the guards, like Courtney Ramey wasn't great against UCLA. Still had seven rebounds, played good defense, and made the game-winning three. Like, I don't mind the ball in his hands late. Like He's that type of player. Creesa made the two threes against UCLA. Late threes, big threes. One that gave them the lead, I think, like for the first time since the first half. Like These guys, the moment isn't too big for them. They're healthy. They have depth at that spot that they did not have going into the tournament last year with Creesa with the ankle. Like, do I trust Kirk Creesa to make three or four threes in a game? Absolutely not. But can he? Yes. And people were like, when, especially when he's hurt, oh, he shouldn't be shooting. Well, he has to. You're not going to win four on five offensively. Like, I, he has to be at least a threat to shoot the basketball. Yeah. Uh, everyone who says that, I, I still go back to the guys that were on the Twitter, the, the, the Twitter geniuses saying that Kirk Reeson and uh, Courtney Ramey should stop shooting threes. Just, I, I hate that. As long as they're taking good shots mm-hmm. at the right times, it's going to, you know, it's it's the quality of the shot and the situation, the context, right? If you're taking good shots, they're both good enough shooters that it's going to go in, and you don't shoot your way out of a slump, right? Or you don't you don't not shoot your way out of the slump. Well, and especially if they're afraid to shoot, like the second half of the Stanford game was wild because like Creesa obviously did not want to shoot, he couldn't shoot, and somehow Stanford did not find a way to take advantage of that in the second half of that game. That was wild. I'm like, you can tell he's out there, he's like he's barely dribbling with his right hand, and he did not want to shoot a basketball, like. Like, that's how much he was hurting. Kirk Risa did not want to shoot the basketball. And Stanford <laughs> couldn't devise some sort of a defense. Like, what a bunch of dummies over at Stanford. They couldn't think of a defense to take advantage of basically playing five on four when they were on defense. They should have just gone and watched the the NBA film when somebody's playing against Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so Arizona, they win the Pac-12 tournament. The Arizona men win the Pac-12 tournament. They played a variety of different styles. There's a lot of good that came from Obviously, winning is the most is the ultimate good but to Bellis played strong Balo was strong the guards were timely Pella Larson played aggressive center Henderson he wasn't great against UCLA but he was really good against ASU really good against Stanford arguably their most consistent maybe you can remember one of their best three guys in those games just kind of stepping up the roles have been more defined like I think I don't know if Arizona's peaking right now but I think everyone knows their roles finally, like what they're supposed to do, where they fit in with these rotations. And that's a good thing as Arizona heads into the winner go home tournament. I, th- I think that's right. I think, um, you know, you know, Carice is banged up, ball is a little banged up, but that kind of game, you know, and the, and the way this team is starting to fit together, you know, roll the dice. We'll see what's hap- what happens. It's March. So it's, it's always crazy. I don't know if we'll, <laughs> go all the way to the the championship game or you know lose in the round of 32 hopefully not in the first round but you know let's, <laughs> let's play the game in front of us first absolutely so brett let's take a break and we come back let's talk about our, our early impressions of arizona's draw because they are a two seed they're in the south could be worse We're back, and so is the dance. Arizona, of course, <laughs> they got the automatic bid by winning the Pac-12 tournament, so they didn't have to sweat on selection. <laughs> that was that was good. 
<laughs> the, the question was, were they going to be a two seed? Were they going to be a three seed? I don't think there were any illusions of them earning a one seed. Too many losses, too many bad losses. But were they going to be a two seed? Were they going to be out west? What was their draw going to be? They were still slotted behind UCLA, who was also a two seed. Arizona's in the south with the number one overall seed, Alabama, as the one seed. Arizona plays Princeton in the first round. I, I'm i not the type of guy who can look at this and be like, I know every team. I'm like, oh, I like the draw necessarily, or I don't like the draw because I don't like any of the draws, if I'm being honest with you, because every game's there. I think it should. But from what I'm reading and just kind of looking at it, I don't hate where Arizona's at. Yeah, I think that's kind of the vibe I have when I look at it. Um, you know, Princeton, you know, traditionally has a, is a well-coached team, you know, runs, you know, the, the old Princeton offense, I presume still. I would, I would assume so. I'm not going to lie. I've not caught a lot of Princeton Tiger games. This year. Um, <laughs> Do but, you even care about this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but I, I, I got to imagine, you know, Tommy Lloyd uh, is, is a, is a good enough coach to know. And, and, you know, Arizona is a fundamentally sound enough team to not, get you know caught on their heels or off balance against a, a fundamentally sound team that you know Arizona is not necessarily the most superior athletes on the court against a lot of the high-end talent and they're but they're going to be against Princeton so I imagine that they should be able to you know have their way with them but you know of the 15s maybe the one that raises your eyebrows at least the, a, a little bit but I can't you know Princeton in, the, in Ken Palm is what in like the like the 111th or 12th or something like that. It's not something too frightening. Um, it shouldn't know, be. They're not they're a big around, team. You know, they're, they're down there with like New Mexico and Colorado um, in terms of Ken Palm rankings. So if you're looking at that, you know, I, I got to think it's, it's going to be okay. But then I have a, you know, I'm old enough to remember uh, Arizona as a two seed against uh, a, a team with a, a young Stevie Nash uh, running point guard. Uh, Santa Clara, and that I think that was the first time a fifteen beat a two, if I if I recall correctly. That sounds right. It's happened since then. I, Princeton, <laughs> not when you're the two seed, you should not be scared of the first round matchup. Princeton, from what I can tell, on we're gonna do a a pod later in the week too. Hopefully, giving a good preview of Princeton because you know it's still so fresh for us. We haven't had a lot of time to dive into what they're running or even what their mascot is. I don't I don't know what their mascot. I think, is. I think they're the Tigers, aren't they? Are they the, okay? Princeton Tigers. That makes sense. I should have known that, and but that's what I'm saying. It's still it's still fresh. Either way, what I, <laughs> my my first glance at them, they're not a team that lives by the three. Like they're not a great three point shooting team, which are the types that's scary. Now, granted, ASU's not a great three point shooting team, and they've lit it up against Arizona. It happens. Stanford the same, but the type of teams that would you think would upset Arizona, it shouldn't be Princeton. Like I don't expect them to turn the ball over. It's going to be hard for Arizona to get out and run like they want to. But you would think to Bellis and Ballo. Their size advantage, their athleticism advantage, their skill advantage should be present in this game. And Arizona should be able to play good defense against the Tigers, as they are known. As 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 everyone knows now, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean I'm looking through their uh their their season so far. They beat Yale in the Ivy League tournament to get the bid, but like if if Arizona's gonna lose to a team that lost to Navy and to Hofstra this year, I'm I it was not meant to be. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, think of the teams that Arizona's lost to this season. <laughs> I don't like to think about those times, Adam. But speaking of speaking of teams that we we lost this season, uh, I think I saw in the overall rankings UCLA is number five, so they're the highest rated two seed. Quick thought experiment for you, Adam. 
if the 60 footer doesn't go in, is Arizona the fourth one seed? Huh. I don't think so. Because they still lose the Pac 12 by what, three games to UCLA? I mean, they still, assuming they would have lost to UCLA the next weekend, like they did, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that would have been enough. But if that shot doesn't happen, ASU's not in the tournament. Like they made in the right. playing game, but they're not in the tournament without beating Arizona on that miracle shot. I mean, I, granted, if they would have lost to UC or USC in the Pectoral turn, who knows still. But no, like I, I look at it, the 15 seed should not scare you. And this isn't a 15 seed that's like won 28 games in their low level conference and just like, well, they're actually pretty good. Like they're good. Princeton's not a bad team. There's a reason they're in the dance and they won the Ivy League tournament, but they don't look like their roster is not make. I'm reading just a quick ESPN blurb of them. Like they've made 55% of their shots inside the arc. Like they're a type of team that Arizona should be able to defend with their bigs. You know, yeah. granted, if Arizona's, if Tubelis, if Follow get into foul trouble, anything can happen. And like that can happen. Like sometimes they don't get the benefit of the whistle like you think they should. But in terms of, you know, two versus 15, like we're going to try to get more in depth in Princeton later in the week in the next pod. But this is not the type of game that Arizona should be afraid of, you yeah. know, in the first round. Well, and, and, you know, at risk of this uh, biting us in the ass, you know, zooming out in the south, south bracket uh, more broadly, you know, I look at it, you know, obviously Princeton, I should, I'm not too worried about. And then Arizona would get the winner of Missouri and Utah State, the 7-10. Missouri as a 7 yeah. doesn't frighten me at all. Um, I Utah State, I think, uh, I, I think they might be one of those teams that can, you know, get hot and beat some teams. Yeah. Um, so that they, they almost maybe worried me a little bit more than Missouri. Uh, you know, Baylor doesn't scare me. Virginia doesn't really scare me. Uh, and then you've got two teams Arizona's already beat: San Diego State and Creighton. Um, you know, Alabama. Yep, they're 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 good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, for for facing them, things have gone pretty well leading up to that. Um, so you know, I all in all, I wouldn't say that the South is the. <laughs> I mean, a better question is why is our opening games in the South region in Sacramento, California? <laughs> but no, like I like Arizona last year, their draw, they were a one seed. And they I mean, TCU in the second round was like, woo. Like, yeah. I forget who TCU beat to get there, but that looked like a tough draw. And then obviously Houston in oh, the next all, week. We all knew it was a hard first couple yeah. of rounds. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Missouri, Utah State, it's like what type of team gives this Arizona squad trouble? I don't know. I mean, Teams with athletic wings, like, you know, six, seven, six, seven, six, eight wings who can shoot the three. There's not that many of those out there. Uh, you know, like Stanford gave them trouble because Stanford had everybody who could shoot, but Arizona still pulled away from that, right? Like ASU has given them trouble in the past because they can play athletic defense, but Arizona still beat them two out of three times this season. I think a, a big guy that can shoot and draw a ballo out or a guy that can take Tabellus off the dribble and abuse him defensively uh, are the, is where the matchup problem is. Um, but, you know, I, I look at the South region. I don't think it's the easiest bracket. I think that's probably the East. I think the East bracket is pretty, pretty soft. But actually. even still, there's going to be upsets. There's going to oh, be sure. teams. That, and that's, that's why when people say this bracket's easy, that bracket's hard. Like, I, I think it's like Creighton and Baylor. I don't like either of them because like i think baylor just uh, historically their style is probably the type that can hang with you know we saw what they did to gonzaga a couple years ago this baylor team's not as good as that team but also arizona's not going to play baylor and creighton right like if arizona gets there it's going to be one of those teams is creighton undersea it as a six when they're healthy because i think they're missing their big guy for a chunk of the season they're probably better than that but arizona played creighton earlier in the season when they were healthy if i remember right and beat them yeah and it was i mean it was only a two-point game because arizona had their late game I'm going to turn the ball over, miss free throws, and do all that stuff. But they were 
they were comfortably ahead for most of that game. Now, does that mean it would happen in March? No, it doesn't. But is there anyone in that pod that Arizona can't hang with and you can't say is better than? No. No, I, I, I think that's right. Uh, I mean, I mean, Alabama is what the number one overall seed, I think. So and Alabama is good. Like they're, if their best player doesn't end up getting arrested, they're going to be trouble. Yeah, that. but we'll worry about that in the Elite Eight to ruin my birthday again, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest the biggest shock of the bracket reveal to me is that uh, Sean Miller and Xavier are not in Arizona's bracket. I would have probably put 20 bucks on them being put in the same bracket just for the narratives alone. I mean, good for Sean. I have no problem with Sean Miller. I really don't. And I was reading an article in The Athletic about him, how he's kind of took that year off and changed the way. And we all saw him starting to do that even before he was fired by Arizona, just his offensive style, giving them more freedom, more free flowing and comes in Xavier, a three seed in his first season back. I mean, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> I, w- I would say so. <laughs> and, and it's, it's a season where it's not a, there's not a lot of dominant teams in college basketball. And we knew this all season long, right? Arizona's a two seed in a year where so many, they lost six games, you know, five of which, I guess four of which to teams that didn't make the NCAA tournament. Like, like that's that's just a sign. I mean, that's just the way this season has been. But yeah, like, Houston is good. Bama is good. Are any of these teams great? And even Alabama lost five games this season. You know, without I haven't dug into what those five losses were. I mean, but they're they're good. Arizona's good too. We've seen that. And and Arizona that cares. And geez, if they don't care in the NCAA tournament, then they're lost. But an Arizona that comes out focused can play defense like they did against UCLA, and they can win. Like their offense is elite. They have bigs that most teams cannot contend with. And if their guards, if one of the three guys, if Creesa, Boswell, and Ramey can make a couple of open threes during the game, if Henderson can make a couple of open threes, they're going to be really tough to beat by any of these teams. Yeah, I think I think that's right. It's you know. If they play their best, if they play focused, if they play, play defense, if they rebound, like finish the defensive possessions, mm-hmm. I think has been a problem, which I think lends itself to the the focus question. Yeah. Um, you know, they can their best can go up against any other team's best up to and including Alabama. You know, I'd prefer Arizona to play their best and Alabama to shoot themselves in the foot if we're facing them in the lead eight and we have a interesting choice of words. Uh oof. I, that that I didn't mean I didn't mean to do that one, but you know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, a, I'm I'm accidentally killing it, Adam. Oh, uh, that one I meant for people died, man. <laughs> yeah, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it's it, it, there. The path is there. Um, you know, there's a couple of things where you know it's it's March, so you 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 have to show up every game. You can't take it any of it for granted. Um, hopefully, Arizona. You know, a lot of these guys played in that game last year. Uh, against Houston and even against TCU, where they, you know, they they almost took it for granted against TCU. Uh, hopefully, they've they've gotten beaten enough times this year by by inferior teams that they don't do that. Because you wonder if that's the case. Like you don't want to lose those games, but they lost those games. They're a two seed, and if there's any team that shouldn't come in overconfident against anybody, it's this team, right? Because they've proven yep. they can lose to Stanford, to Utah, right? Like they've looked to Washington State. Like they, they should be confident. They're a two seed. They've won twenty eight games. They may be a thirty win team this year. They got out of the first weekend. They're a thirty win team. You know, they won the Pac twelve tournament. They won their other tournament earlier in the season. They should be confident. But this team has no business being cocky. <laughs> and if that's the, if they come in with that mindset, 
then yeah, that's exactly where you want them. Yeah, I I think that's really well said, Adam. You know, if I'm Tommy Lloyd, I'm playing up the you know the fact that nobody still respects you and that look what you do when you focus and play like a team and play hard you can beat the, you know the uclas you can we, we've proven that we can beat them but we've also proven that we can't take anything for granted and re- i drive that mental focus in as much as possible and then you know hopefully get everybody healthy and and uh, be able to you know rest some of the guys hopefully against princeton to tee them up for the the second round matchup but you know we'll see how it goes yeah i mean this is a team that a lot of these key guys played last season in the tournament, so it's not as fresh. You know, last year's team didn't have like really any tournament experience. This year's team has considerable amount, right? Courtney Ramey played in the tournament, made it to I think the second weekend with Texas last season. Obviously, the Arizona guys who came back played last season, even Balo. So it's not, it's it's an experienced Arizona team. You know, it's not the most talented, but they're experienced. They're not the deepest, but they're deep in the right spots, and I think they do have some clear advantages over opponents like the Bigs that. Other teams didn't have that. They didn't really have last season. Like Coloco and Tubelis, like Tubelis was a ghost for most of the tournament. And Coloco, as great a defensive player as he was, I mean, the first six-star recruit in college basketball history, <laughs> he wasn't the offensive threat that Balo is. It wasn't a dump the ball into Coloco and run the offense through him like you can with Balo, right? So this team, I, the draw is what it is. Like you're going to have to beat, if you want to win, you're going to have to win some games. You're going to have to beat some good teams. You're going to have to survive against some teams that you're better than and probably beat some teams that you're at are on par with you or maybe slightly better than you. That's the NCAA tournament. So yep. you know, if you're looking at this draw and being like, wow, that's easy, eh, tell that to every team that's been upset in the NCAA tournament. But if you're looking at them saying, wow, I don't like that matchup, well, I mean, they'd probably look at Arizona and say, I don't like to play Arizona either. Like that's <laughs> wait, wait, you're They're a two-seed for a reason, so remember that going into this. Yeah, and, and remember that <laughs> of the 68 teams, 67 of, of them are going to have their season end in a loss. And that's the beautiful pain of, of March Madness. Yeah, for sure. So, Brett, of course, that's not the only bracket that was revealed today. Let's take a break. and we come back, the women are going dancing, too. We're back. It's Wildcat Radio 2.0. Talked about the Arizona men, their bracket. The Arizona women, of course, they're back in the tournament, too. Third straight season. Um, they are a seventh seed in the Greenville region. Tenth time they're in the tournament in program history. Not... Not the season we thought we'd get out of them. Like, there's talent there, but there was more inconsistency than I think you'd like, and there's a reason why they're a seven, you know, a top two or three seed, like maybe we anticipate going into the season. Well, the inconsistency is an interesting one because it's how much of it is internalized inconsistency and how much of it is matchup issues with certain teams, right? That's, that's fair. You know, like, Arizona got just bullied by an angry Stanford team with their size, but they beat you know, Utah, Utah, who beat Stanford, I think a couple times, if I recall, I think once in the regular season, once in the tournament, if I recall correctly, um, you know, and Utah is a, is a two seed uh, in a different bracket. But, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to not be facing a, you know, one or two seed in the second round, assuming Arizona gets out of the first round. Um, but, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I will admit, I don't know the Maryland Terrapins ladies team as well as I do some of the other, the, the more blue bloods. I mean, the, you, South side. Carolina's in your region and, you know, South yeah. Carolina's always good. Notre get, Dame's well, in the region. They're good. <laughs> yeah. Both both the men's and ladies teams for Arizona have the number one overall seeds in their bracket. So if you're going to make it to the final four, you, you got to go through that. You know, the final boss is actually in the Elite Eight. Um, <laughs> But, you know, and uh, I mean, truth be told, I would be shocked if they were able to if they made it if they made it far enough to uh, get to South Carolina, South yeah. Carolina and to beat them. 
Um, I think they can. I think they can maybe get to that that point. Um, you know, but they'll have to. You know, the the best version of Arizona will have to show up, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they're always going to play good defense. Sometimes it's it's it comes and goes in offense, and part of that I think depends on the matchup. Um, but you know, it's. I, I think if if you're going to be a seven seed, I think Maryland is probably the one you wanted out of you know what is it UConn, Utah, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa's really good. Um, you know, it's, I think they're the one you'd want in round two, but you know they got to get past West Virginia first. Yeah, and we've seen. I mean, they're they're not a they're there's a good team, and there is experience on this roster too, deep tournament experience. And you wonder too, like when I mean, they lost their last three games of the season, including the Pac-12 tournament, when they lost to UCLA, and it wasn't a competitive game. Like they weren't exactly playing great basketball to end the season. At the same time, before their three-game losing streak, they had won three straight, including that win over Utah and a win over Colorado, who is ranked top 25. So they've shown an ability to beat good teams that aren't Stanford, right? <laughs> like That's there, but the consistency has not been. But, you know, you have Pellington, who was one of the best players in the conference this season, you know, first-teamer. You have Kate Reese, who's as experienced as they get. You have good players on this team. So where they are, they uh, they're not underseeded, but they're probably the type of seven seed too. That is like they they got more talent than a seven seed than most seven seeds. But there's also I, a reason why they're a seven. I I would I would probably I would say with high confidence that the the Maryland fans are saying, oh man, we got a tough draw for facing Arizona in round two. Yeah, okay. like Kate Reese. The 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 two players that I think are the key are the two you just named, Shana Pellington and Kate Reese. Kate Reese has been a monster for stretches this season. Mm-hmm. And she's playing like she knows it's her last kind of kind of go at it uh, as a wildcat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think I think they're they probably have an upset or two in them. Um, you know, I just I if if they get those upset or twos, uh, I doubt they're going to be able to beat South Carolina just because I think the talent disparity there is just is just too much. I wonder though too for them, like they're not a high seed this year. Like when they made it to the final game a couple of years ago, they weren't the highest seed either. The pressure wasn't like there. Yes, they're a favorite in you know their first game. They're probably going to be underdogs the rest of the way. And when you have that mentality, when you have that, hey, we're just playing with house money, right? We're just here to like just play loose and just try to beat the better. Like they're better than us. That's fine. Let's just play loose and see what happens. You know? Like that th- might be a nice thing for this group. I I mean, that's a really good point. And you combine combine the 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 lowered expectations combined with the really good experience <laughs> that this team has and and it still has a lot of talent and i th- i think this team's going to be confident going in um you know whether whether that plays out and they they can beat west virginia and then upset maryland and see and go from there we'll see we'll see um you know i i it would i'll put it this way it would not surprise me if arizona made it to the elite eight um, it would surprise me if they made it to the final four yeah <laughs> that's fair that's fair but we'll see like to be the tournament like when you're the two seed or a one seed, a top seed like the men are, you're like it's stressful because anybody can win. When you're one of the lowest seeds, and seven isn't a low seed, but when you're one of the lowest seeds, it's nice because anybody can win. Like they have to play the games, and you just want to be a talented team with good enough players to win those games. And the Arizona women are definitely that. Really quick, Brett, before we finish up, you know, baseball swept their opening Pac-12 series against Cal. Not bad for Chip Hale's second season. They're off to a good start. I think they've won like nine or ten in a row. Like men's baseball, like they're doing a really good job. Uh, softball, the ladies took two or three from ASU over the weekend. Weren't able to complete the sweep on Sunday, but we'll take two or three from the Sun Devils and see how that season goes too, because there's talent there and the expectations are different. You know, they ended up making that run last season, softball, especially. Can they do it again? They lost some talent, but you know, it's early for both these teams. 
Yeah, and the, the very early panic on the baseball side has proven to be maybe a little bit premature after two or three games as they've gone on a tear. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you're right. I think both teams have enough talent uh, that they can put it together. Um, and, you know, the diamond sports are, are such that teams are different by the end of the season than they are at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a bad stretch or a great stretch doesn't necessarily tell you where they're going to be when it comes to, you know, when it comes down to brass tacks. But For sure. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Indeed. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here, Brett, this week. Of course, we're going to do another show later in this week to try to give a really good preview. It might be a short show, but a really good preview for the tournament games that Arizona has coming up because, you know, it's most of us don't know a lot about the opponents. So let's try to learn more about them before these games happen. Um, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ. That's the handle. If you have any questions you want to ask us, feel free to shoot us a line there and we can even get to it on the show. Because you've probably found us on iTunes or on Spotify. If you're on iTunes, you know, give us a rating and a review, and we will read that review on the air. And this, of course, happens after you subscribe on both channels because we like that. Um, otherwise, you know, we'll catch up with you guys later in this week. And until then, it's tournament time. So remember to bear down. Bear down. <laughs>